Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Today is a very special episode. Sadly, I am missing my co-host, Robbie, because he had a, a last-minute plane ride, or whatever they call it, a plane trip, or whatever they call it these days. Uh, Robbie's out, uh, but I do have someone else on the podcast today, and we'll get to who that is in a second, but I am very stoked about this. Uh, because we have a guest episode with a uh, big deal master distiller. If you ask me, big deal master distiller. So really quick, before I get into anything, I wanted to say uh, a great way to support us is to uh, give us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. That is a great way to bring in a lot more listeners and be part of a bigger community in general. So that's the business I'm going to talk about today. Let's get into it. I have with me here, uh, Brian Pruitt. Uh, and I pronounced that right. Pruitt, right? You got it correct. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So I have Brian Pruitt of A. Smith Bowman. First of all, I, I mean, I'm all about this distillery because I, I found this distillery back when I lived in Virginia uh, and uh, I lived in the Richmond area. And one day I'm hoping to move back to that area. But like I get excited about um, Virginia distilleries and there's a few, but I would say A. Smith Bowman is probably the largest. Uh, I'm we, taking we a guess the there. Largest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Brian Pruitt, we have him. He's been the master distiller for eight years, at least eight years at That's Ace Bowman. And we're so grateful to have you on. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Cole. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. It's always, always great to talk to you and, and uh, you know, glad to be on the show. Yeah, no, we're still and, and you got the facts right, too. Yeah, eight years. So actually come up in, uh, what, 10 days or so is uh -huh. going to be eight year anniversary. So Oh, that's awesome. I, yep. uh, you know, I, I, uh, snuck around on LinkedIn and checked out your resume and that's how I found out and it was about eight years. Yeah. Oh, well then, then you probably saw some of the, the fun other stuff that I did. Uh, yeah. Past, so yeah. let's, I mean, let's, let's talk about that. I, I see that you, before you were at work with Sazerac and A. Smith Bowman, you were with E and J. Was that like the, the E and J I know from my liquor store days? Th that would be the, the hey. E and J that, you know, most, a lot of people give me the, uh, the irk and jerk, you know, uh -huh. and I was like, Oh man, that, that just, that just hurts. Uh -huh. but no, it was a, yeah. E and J distillers for uh, well, well over a decade. So wow. I actually started, uh, started in the brewing industry mm -hmm. and then went to uh, E and J and, and kind of started as an engineer with Gallo and then worked my way into the distillation side, mm -hmm. uh, taught under the master distiller and the master blender there for well, you know, like I said, well over 10 years, I was That's still awesome. the new guy after, you know, seven, eight years, they were like, ah, yeah, I have the new guy do it. Oh, that's like, great. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Yeah. I'm the new guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but eventually got to, uh, you know, got up to a senior distiller there running uh, multiple distilleries, wow. very big stills, especially when you compare them to whiskey stills, mm -hmm. uh, the brandy stills were a lot bigger, but you know, I had things, uh, got to, got to learn about obviously brandy and gin and yeah. uh, spend time in cognac and, uh, making tequila down in Mexico. No and, way. So it was, uh, it was a great experience. I, I really got to learn all, all different kinds of spirits, mm -hmm. uh, rather than just one. It was yeah. you know, basically just the whole world of spirits. Yeah. And so with that, I mean, when I think of ENJ, I think of brandy, American brandy and, uh, and it sounds like, yeah, like you dealt with things like tequila and uh, cognac even, which, you know, you got, did you have to go to France for that? Uh, you know, not, not, uh, too often to go to France mm -hmm. then, but I actually, uh, do 
help uh, manage a distillery in France now. So Whoa, that's yeah. so cool. So, yeah. So I'm, uh, I, in, in addition to A. Smith Bowman, I also do help out with a, uh, Tennessee distillery uh-huh. I out in, in, uh, cognac. Uh, uh-huh. so I, I'm out there. Well, pre COVID I was out yeah. there quite a bit. That's uh, cool. Doing, uh, gin in, in the UK and wow. still doing brandy in, in California. And yeah, I'm, I'm still all over the place. They, That's they, cool. they like to keep me going. That's awesome. I, uh, yeah, that blows my mind. I'm curious. And maybe, maybe you can say this or not. Is it the, uh, Sazerac de Forge, the one yeah, in so France? Sazerac de Forge was the first one that came out. And, and uh-huh. then, uh, I know that a lot of the viewer or a lot of the listeners don't have the, the, the pleasure of seeing the, the video, uh-huh. but this is actually one of the products that we were working That's on. Which so is, cool. Which oh, is a Stignette uh, VS, mm-hmm. which is available in the UK and we That's have cool. a DSOP is as well. And, and so some older lands brands and, and we hope to have even more cognac coming out in the future, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, you know, obviously a, a long career in brandy and I, yeah. I, I do in, enjoy making brandies and cognacs, but yeah. you know, obviously my, my passion here at A. Smith Bowman is, is bourbons. Yeah. So, so what was it like going from, I would assume majority, not bourbon <laughs> to majority bourbon coming to A. Smith Bowman. What was that like? Uh, it, you know, it was interesting. So it, it really felt like, you know, that was kind of the reason I wanted to become a distiller to begin with is mm-hmm. I was making beer. I was working for breweries yeah. and, you know, I wanted to learn what beer became when it grew up. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted <laughs> to get into the distilling industry. And, and I thought, you know, what a great way to do it at, at the time. Uh, I was living in Colorado. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, well, you know, maybe it'd be fun to go to California versus go to the Kentucky. And I didn't know anything about Kentucky other than that's where all the big distilleries were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, there's an opportunity with Gallo and that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. So uh, I took that and, uh, you know, it was great. I learned a lot of great things about making brandy. And then, you know, coming into the whiskey trade, mm-hmm. um, you know, one, it's the base material was very familiar to me. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, we're making this great base. We're making a great beer beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all the distillation techniques were, you know, it was, it was really great to see the differences in the distillation techniques and, and, you know, combine some of the, the experiences across, you know, multiple categories to, to really kind of tweak uh, the products that we make here. So it was, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. That's cool. No, I love that. How, so sound, I mean, you, you said, you mentioned you started as a brewer and you actually, uh, I saw what, what you went to CSU, I want to say. Yeah, I got a degree in food science from Colorado food State. So and when I went, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. So <laughs> at what point were you like, like, because obviously some might see brewer or like going to be a brewer is a step to become a distiller. Did you always want to be a distiller or did you originally want to be a brewer? No, I, so I actually started, um, I started pre-med and oh, it wow. wasn't at Colorado State. I wanted to go pre-med. And so I got into the, the, uh, you know, started doing kind of the pre-med line at Colorado state. And I was in a, and I was on a neurophysiology class uh-huh. um, and it was, we had a cadaver on the table. And of course they didn't, they didn't have human cadavers. It was a horse cadaver. Oh wow! And, and I'm picking through this cadaver and I'm, I swear the story is going to get better. But, uh, <laughs> no, I love it already. Picking, picking through this cadaver and you know, you have to find different parts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Wow. This, you know, my father always pushed. He's like, yeah, you can be a doctor, be a doctor, be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was going that path and, and I was, you know, in that class and I was like, this isn't fun. What do I enjoy? Yeah. Um, I enjoy beer. 
Uh-huh. And so I actually called up the local, it was, there was an Anheuser-Busch in yeah, town. Yeah, totally. And I called up the local, you know, here I am, first year college student. I call up the local master brewer and I said, uh, hey, uh, do you mind talking to me? And he said, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Come on in. And went in there, spent, you know, a good half an hour, 45 minutes talking to the master brewer. I asked him how he got where he was. Awesome. And, uh, and he said, yeah, he was a food science major. And I said, well, that's, that sounds fun. I think I'm going to give that a try. Uh-huh. Went back, changed my major and absolutely loved it. And, um, you know, just started working in breweries uh, mm-hmm. while I was there and, uh, just, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, uh, took me over to UC Davis to do the master brewers program over there and came back and started working in breweries. That's cool. And it wasn't until then I was like, Hey, you know, this, this whole, uh, you know, I started getting into Scotch whiskeys, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I think as any brewer, you're like, oh, hey, here's malt. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I started getting into those. And, and then that really piqued my interest. And, and that's what kind of got me moving on that path. That's so cool. I, uh, yeah, there's, there's something to it. I, uh, I'm always blown away. So having talked to a few master distillers and just thinking like, like, when did it kick in? And I love that story because, you know, it's an obvious point, like, where you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> and then going after your dream. And I think I even saw on the A. Smith Bowman website that you, you know, you're very, very in your dream job. That's uh, that's a weird way to put it, but you enjoy what you do so much. Oh, absolutely. I, I love it. Every day is every day is interesting. I mean, there's there obviously challenges. Yeah. But you know, um, I enjoy telling a story with flavor and and making new things on the still and t- trying crazy fermentation techniques or crazy barrel aging techniques Mm -hmm. you know some of them pan out some of them don't but Uh uh, you know it's it's been it's been fun yeah if it wasn't fun i wouldn't be doing it anymore that's Uh (laughs) i love that and then that's what i was gonna even say next is that you know one i'm a, a a huge fan of the distillery and i have been for years uh first of all it's located like i said in the great state of virginia the great commonwealth of virginia some would argue uh which i've spent probably probably 20% of my life in. Um, and then secondly, I am a huge fan um, of the, just the standard bourbon lineup, the single barrel. Was that the John Jay is the single barrel? Yeah. So our John Jay is our single barrel. Mm-hmm. And of course we have our Bowman brothers is our small batch. And then and the so Isaac. Our Isaac is our. Mm-hmm. So the Isaac is phenomenal. We actually had, I want to say it was episode 92 or something like that. We had John or Isaac Bowman, the port finished. Incredible. And what's the price? Like 30, 30, 40, 40 bucks, yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah listeners, was, if you haven't found one just, and you see one on a shelf, my goodness, it's incredible. Yeah. That <laughs> one was, we, we designed it after, so we took world's best bourbon in 2016 yeah. mm-hmm. for a port finish. And we had a lot of people coming up and they say, Hey, you know, we really love this port finish. We would love to have a port finish, you know, wish you had a port finish in the portfolio. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. That's, let's make it in the same sort of method. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why we came out with the Isaac did a little bit different. We are doing a Solera finish on it. So in mm-hmm. other words, we're, we're doing yeah. it basically combining everything into a big, um, 6,100 gallon barrel Wow, uh, is what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, then we've never emptied it since we started making it in 2017. So wow. it's a very, I think it's a, it's a fun, fun one to make. Yeah. And I just love the fact that, you know, you just think about it like, hey, some of this stuff that we put in here in the first batch yeah. is still in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it just keeps, you know, it's got something for, 
the the port, you know, the Finnish mm-hmm. fans. Uh, but also, I think it it really speaks to bourbon aficionados too. It's still, it, you know, it doesn't go. It's not too far as far like too sweet, too cloying type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it bridges the gap between the two sides. That's cool. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Like even like even I'm sure you in the distilling, um, you know, industry is you like yeast. It's like you, you know, theoretically have the same like yeast that you originally had in the first batch or something like that. Oh, we do, we do. We we Mm -hmm. actually we actually keep it cryogenically frozen. No way. Yeah. So that's how nerdy we are about our. Mm -hmm that we we have a couple of different labs around the country that mm-hmm. have our yeast yeah and so that if for some reason something happens and we know we can always go to you know source number two or source number three to get our yeast i love it's, it uh, it's pretty important yeah i love that i love nerdiness in the whiskey world it's amazing but i guess thirdly for why i love a smith bowman and, and i'm kind of nerding out here because it's honestly one of my favorite distilleries um, is the Abraham Bowman releases. And I've officially only had two. Uh, well, three technically, because the sequential fill one was was two, right? So yeah, the sequential was originally the indent the intention of the sequential mm-hmm. was to have a first use, mm-hmm. second use, third use, and fourth use. Oh wow, yeah. So that four different ones would come out. Um, but the fourth use and first use were basically um, the barrels that we were using, pretty much all of them didn't make it. Oh no. So we, disintegrated. So, <laughs> or sorry, first and third, whatever it was. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we ended up only having two to release, but That's we thought cool. it, would, it gave a, a kind of a good indication to everybody of like the different kind of things that we're trying. Mm-hmm. So, that and, was a good one. That was one of my, that was a fun one to do. Oh yeah. And I, I got to try the sweet 16, which was like phenomenal. Um, no, no, that's, that's one of my goat status. Yeah. So. And what was the proof on that one again? Do you remember? That one was one sixteen. Wow. And that was incredible. Oh my goodness. Like yeah, I, I actually dense. pulled that out last weekend. So Ooh, that's cool. I, I would love that. Like to just be like, oh yeah, I just got this thing that <laughs> I made myself and you know, like that I had such a hand in and I, I think that's pretty cool. So, so talking about the, uh, Abraham Bowman releases, um there's how many like probably 15 or maybe well, we had 15. 20 so far wow okay so cool. our next one's coming up uh release 21 we actually held off because we released the the cast strength so i saw we didn't that, want yeah. to over we didn't want to overlap too much so mm-hmm. we have the next one coming up but uh yeah we've done 20 so far wow. everything from um 100 rye mm-hmm. you know high rise uh wheats um, uh, you know, different finishes, different yeah, like, barrel like, types. Uh, gingerbread finishes. Yeah. 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 Well, we did that one. That one was, uh, I think that was the original one we did in 2013, mm-hmm. which was done before me. Okay. So that was, uh, right. Almost, it was bottled almost a week before I started. No way. <laughs> and, uh, and I came in and I was like, Oh, it, it, I, th- I think I would have, I, w- I would have let it go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of what um, release 20 was about gingerbread mm-hmm. number two. It is what it would have done if I would have had a chance to, you know, kind of tweak it originally from the beginning. So yeah. that one was a little bit higher proof and had uh, three years uh, in the barrel on the finished barrel versus just a couple of months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it really turned out well. That's so, so cool. you haven't had a chance to taste that one yet. No, no. Oh. It's funny too. Ginger, ginger flavor is like one of my favorite flavors. 
So I'm super curious. So what were, I mean, like, how did it, like, if you could describe it all, like, how did the gingerbread come through with that one? Or the, especially the uh, second that one. That one, it really came through well. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it, it really, you know, you get the ginger in there, you mm-hmm. get the brown spice. Yeah. Um, I almost, I, you know, when I, when I taste that one, I kind of like when we did gingerbread cocoa, mm-hmm. um, it had a lot of the ginger coming through, but still had a great bourbon backbone. And it was like, it was like if you took a gingerbread cookie mm-hmm. and dipped it into bourbon, that's kind of what it tasted like. Oh, I love it. That's you know, so that's, cool. It was, it was just like a, a, it was not overpowering ginger. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't spicy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was tasty. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, so it sounded like you were behind at least most of those releases, the Abraham Bowman releases. Yeah. So I've been uh, behind uh, basically since, uh, well, the, the one that released the one right after the original gingerbread has mm-hmm. all been, you know, I've had one, one thing or another to do with it. Mm-hmm. No, that's super cool. Um, so we've talked, we've talked to you, we've talked a little bit about the, the products and stuff. Let's talk about the distillery and the method. Um, and let's talk, if you don't mind, let's talk Buffalo Trace involvement. Now, I know okay. you guys are far from a non-distilling producer. You do distill, it sounds like, pretty much everything you make or everything you you release. Yeah, um, well, we have, we have absolutely. So all of our bourbons are distilled on site. Mm-hmm. So we, we have, um, we do have, we're fortunate that we have partners, mm-hmm. uh, being that, that we're part of a larger network yeah. of distilleries, family-owned distilleries. And so fortunately they do our bourbon mash for us yeah, mm-hmm. um, and do the kind of the fermentation and the first kind of stripping runs, yeah. you can say, we produce the low wine for us. And then we take that and we'll triple distill it mm-hmm. and we take it off to a hundred and uh, usually around 143, 144 proof. We're running mm-hmm. 143 and a half today. Oh, wow. uh-huh. We're running 143 this morning. I had them kick it up to 143 and a half about an nice. hour. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is what it is on, on that one, but we've been doing that of course for years, mm-hmm. but we, we also have the ability, a lot of people just think, Hey, well, that's the only thing that happens there. No, but no. you know, we, we've, we do all sorts of our own, you know, we have all uh, different kinds of mills. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have different kinds of of ways of cooking or mashing uh, fermentation. Yeah. We Mm -hmm. do. We've been doing that um, pretty, pretty much since 2015. We, uh, we installed a lot of experimental equipment uh, to really, really push, you know, different flavor profiles and different kinds of distillation methods and Mm -hmm. and, uh, just test things out because um, you know, we, I don't have it on my shirt today, but normally Mm -hmm. I have a shirt that says pioneering spirit. Oh, cool. And, you know, we, we want to, you know, we want to be based on our history. We want to really remember our history. For sure. We we think of it as pioneering spirit as more, Hey, let's, let's pioneer where spirits will be. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's, that's kind of our everyday mantra. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we're, that's what we're doing today. We're, we're making some crazy things upstairs. Oh, I love it. Maybe in, maybe in 10 years we can talk about it. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. So with that, um, Tell me about the difference in your still, uh, or at least your your main bourbon still, I guess, versus you know something you would get at Buffalo Trace for the stripping runs. Sure. So uh, Mary is really unique. That's She's right. A, a, yeah, Mary and George are mm-hmm. two still. Uh, I actually have a third still. I have a, mm-hmm. one called Abe, and he's nice. our pilot still. Uh-huh. So we have Mary, George, and Abe. Um, but Mary is our two thousand gallon copper pot still. Mm-hmm. Uh, was originally designed by Vendome. 
Um, and it has, it's very unique in that it's, you know, kind of straight walled copper pot, cool. uh, dish bottom and dish top. And it's got this uh, reflux ball on the top, uh, kind of the old school reflux ball. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays when you see maybe a pot still, you'll see more of an onion shape, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of a more round onion shape. Uh, this is the old school, like this is a ball on the top. Um, it just cool. kind of looks like that old, uh, you know, a large basketball or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, coming off there, it has what I call her tiara, mm-hmm. uh, a reflux. And it's basically a big coiled, uh, large, I think it's about a four inch, um, actually, six, sorry, six inch copper line uh, okay. that is coiled around. And uh, then it goes up an extra about 20 feet. So if oh, you were wow. to straighten that coil out, Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be about a 70 foot tall kind of vapor line. Yeah. And um, it just really adds this unique reflux ratio. Things yeah. that, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of different things. You're getting a lot of flavors condensing a really high reflux for basically a passive still because mm-hmm. we don't, we don't have a, a deflamator on there. We just have mm-hmm. the condenser so we can control the condenser temperature on the back end, mm-hmm. but we're really relying on the room you know, the, the ambient air and yeah. just the amount of surface area that we have to really drive our reflux ratios and to, you know, kind of separate out, out all of our flavors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I would say that Mary does a great job of just smoothing out the spirit. Uh, we pull out the heads and we'll get this really sweet, soft heart nice. uh, driving with cherry and apple, you know, like baked apple notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, as you smell the distillate coming off the still, it's, it's just this really soft, creamy corn, a little bit of rye in the background, and mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe fading away to a nutty note from the malt, and then a little bit of yeast. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And that's so, the unaged spirit too, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's unaged spirit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love and, it. Uh, you know, a lot of people are just, you know, and then you feel it and they expect, mm-hmm. oh, hey, it's triple distilled. They're expecting that we're taking something up to 160 proof, you know, yeah, they think yeah. in their mind, well, you can go up to 160 proof. If you're triple distilling, it's gotta be, it's gotta be 160. And mm-hmm. no, we're really, we're pretty close to what a lot of typical producers yeah. would be coming off the still one, mm-hmm. you know, 138 to 143. Mm-hmm. So we're, we still have a lot of oil, you know, you touch, you feel that in your hand when you put it on your hand, when you're yeah. just sitting there at the still, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you can taste it in your mouth, but you can just, I mean, you just put it on your hand and your hands feel mm-hmm. you know, it's really nice and soft and slick and um, it just ages well. You know, it's a, uh, it's a great, great spirit and a great base. And with, we've been using the same recipe for, well, since the mid eighties, basically. So mm-hmm. we've been using the exact same recipe. We've only switched the recipe once so far. Uh-huh. So um, I don't, I'm not planning on switching it again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Hey, why, why, why ruin it when it's amazing as it is? Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, we're, we're in this in this episode, we are celebrating not only uh, drinking with Brian Pruitt, but we're um, drinking the A. Smith Bowman cast drink, the first batch. Um, and while we're talking um, still proofs, let's talk. And you can shut this one down. I don't know if this is a, a industry or like a company secret. I'm curious because this is 144.1 proof or 141.1 proof on this. I'm curious 
Can you tell me the barrel entry proof on this? Is that a secret? Yeah, no, we, we own pretty much almost all of our bourbons go in at 125. Not oh, wow. all mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our Abrahams will do at different proofs. Um, I'll do different, you know, malt whiskeys or at different proofs, mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah, almost all of our bourbons go in at, at 125. Yeah. And this was actually uh, number four char. Nice. Um, and it was a blend of anywhere from uh, minimum of 10, eight, 10 years up mm-hmm. to 11 years old. Nice. Um, actually, one was a little bit over 11. And um, they were just I mean, hand selected these barrels. They were barrels that I've been kind of pulling aside. And, nice. And they were, they were good barrels. They were maybe a little bit out of the normal for the John Jay because mm-hmm. it's kind of in the wheelhouse of the John Jay. And I said, you know what, these are, these are kind of special barrels. I'm going to pull them to the side and, and put them to the cast strength. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them actually, as far as when they came out, you know, a lot of people see the 141 mm-hmm. and go, wow, that's, you know, that's really high. But we yeah. actually had some barrels out of this that were in the 150s. Wow. Uh, dumped. So we were a blend from the 150s all the way down to the one like the high 130s. Uh-huh. And so when it finally came to rest, it, yeah, it was a 141. So oh, that's great. I was, I was, uh, was, was kind of hoping for a mid 140s, but uh, uh, I'll settle for the low 140s. Well, you That's guys okay. have had a, a 144 or 146er at yep. one point. Yeah. One of the We've moments. had a couple 146s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> so what was evaporation loss on, on these bottles? Um, this one, we, we, we're roughly in the 50, around 52, 53% recovery. Wow. So we, we lost a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think we're, we're a little bit lower. So mm-hmm. no, that's, that's cool. I'm always curious about that. Like, you know, I remember even like, for example, like some of the stag releases from Buffalo trace, it's like, they were like, yeah, we opened some of the barrels and they were empty. It's like, what? <laughs> like it does you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. It does happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're, those... you're, look, you're kicking them around and, and you're like, Oh, that one's empty. You mm-hmm. get maybe a gallon out of that one. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> now, now as a distiller, um, do you salvage that gallon? Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. cool. I love we that. Salvage it, we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had, we actually had a release um, a couple of years ago that we did for charity mm-hmm. uh, for commemoration of our, our previous master distiller uh, cool. Truman. That uh, you know, the public only saw two uh, barrels come out mm-hmm. uh, to to the release, but we actually did three uh, three barrels in the release, mm-hmm. and there was just so few. Um, bottles in that. I think there yeah. was maybe a gallon and a half, wow. two gallons in the in the in the entire barrel. That's so I cool. pulled it out and put it into stainless steel just because I you know I saw it before, you know a year before we were going to be bottling. I'm like it's we got to put it in steel. Yeah, or it's mm-hmm. going to disappear. And mm-hmm. that was the only way that we were able. I think we ended up with like two cases off the entire thing. Wow. And they all went to charity. So oh, I love that. Was. It was interesting, you know. You're 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 kind of sad as you you mm-hmm. put all that work in and you wait a decade and then all of a sudden you don't have anything to show for it. So yeah, t- talk about investment. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch those. You know, that's yeah. you got to. Sometimes it's preventable. Sometimes it's not. So yeah. you you know, those are the those are, those are the bad days when you walk around and you see a casualty barrel. That's what we call them. Mm-hmm. So make down. Um, oh, it's funny. So, but uh, uh, it is. It does happen. No, that's funny. Um, I think you answered all my big questions about this release. Um, what do you say we uh, pop it open? I I told you before we started recording. I have yet to sip this, so I'm really, really intrigued well, by you it. Know, you gotta, you gotta. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right in front of that. 
There it is. <laughs> um, I smelled it though before while I was pouring some for Robbie, who you know was hopefully or was was hoped to uh, drink with us, and it has one of the one of the best doses I've ever experienced. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pour a nice healthy pour. And um, so you got you got to remember that it is uh, 140. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I'm not going to work today. I, I called off work uh, this week. So, um, yeah. Let's see. So this so, one this one sneaks mm-hmm. up and, and gets you. You know, I wouldn't have guessed. I would have guessed on the nose by just the vapor, which isn't always a good thing when the, when the alcohol vapors hit you too hard. I would have guessed 110 proof on the nose, which isn't a bad thing. Like if it, if you if I were to say what is 141.1 proof smell like I'd be like it might tear your nose off but so far this is really like the flavor shows up before the alcohol does yeah absolutely it's got it's got a really great nose it's got a lot of cherry the vanilla really comes through hundred uh, percent it's got those dried apple and it, actually I had somebody that tried it the other a friend of mine tried it the other day and he's like it's it's really interesting it kind of goes through all the courses of apple it's like yeah fresh apple, fresh green apple. And then it, you wait a little bit and it gets, it's almost like, like a red baked. apple mm-hmm. and then it's a little dried apple mm-hmm. and then almost to a candied apple. Yeah. And I'm getting a tiny bit of like baked apple as well. Like, like an mm-hmm. apple pie apple, which is one of my favorite notes of all time is like apple pie and just apples in general, like a fresh, nice, like granny Smith apple. Sometimes you get that on like uh, some weeded bourbons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It can just really show up, but yeah, really pleasant nose. Um, vanilla more than caramel, for sure, in my opinion, um, which is really good. But let's, uh, I'm just going to go for a quick sip. I love how complex that is. And we talk about complexity on our podcast is like you're getting a note and then you get a different note and then you get a third note and it just finishes like without stopping. And so this far, is a this uh-huh. is a freight train of a finish. It just oh, 100%. Keeps going. It just, 100%. It, it's one of those, it's like you got behind that coal train and you're, mm-hmm. you're living in the Midwest. You get behind those coal trains and they're just like three miles long. Mm-hmm. This it is keeps going. It's just this long, long finish. It just keeps, you're like, wait, I still taste it. Uh-huh. It's still there. You don't even want to sip again because you want to spread out how many sips you got in your glass because you know the flavor is still there. Two minutes later, you're like... Maybe I'll uh, have this in my mouth for, you know, feel this out for a a whole hour, you know? You know, it's deceptive. It doesn't taste like it's 140 proof. Oh, yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's got great mouthfeel. It's got Mm -hmm. great viscosity. It's nice and creamy. Mm -hmm. And oak is perfectly tame. Uh, Sometimes I find that oak can be overwhelming. This is perfect on the oak. Holy smokes. Ah, and that nose again. It's even better the nose after I sipped it. There was something about it that really brought out the sweetness. It, and I, sometimes we talk about like, is it brown sugary sweetness? Is it like white sugary sweetness? This is almost fruity sweetness uh, more yeah, than anything. I agree. It, it still mm-hmm. has that bright, lively character mm-hmm. of the spirit. And it just, it's not the astringent, overpowering uh-huh. oak. It's not like you're. It's not like you're just pulling up a, a board and chewing on a board. You yeah, know, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing you have to worry about when you get to some of the older bourbons. For sure. Just just being overpowered oak or astringent, 
pulling, you know, tightening up on the side of your tongue a little mm-hmm. bit. And it just doesn't yeah. have that, which is, you know, for me, this, I was really pleased just the barrel selection is just how they came together. Love it. So. No, it's, I a hundred percent agree. This is, this is, uh, this is an American treasure. <laughs> and I don't, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, Brian, I don't like to be mean about like if I were ever dealing with a distiller and I had a terrible product in my hand, I wouldn't want to be mean, but I would want to be like truthful. There is nothing bad about this bourbon. There is only amazing, like holy smokes. The fruitiness, the vanilla. It's it's when I think of a hundred or when I think of hazmat. Uh, and for those listeners who don't know, hazmat's when you break 70% um, on a bourbon or, you know, any sort of spirit. But um, when I think of that, there's two things that that come in full force. Usually, usually two things. And one is the proof and the alcohol and the vapors where you want to cough after every time you sip it. Um, and then there's the flavor. And uh, this, honestly, I don't know if you've ever had George C. Stagg 2016. It was a one... 44.1, I want to say. Yeah, is that batch nine? Uh, that sounds about right. All I know is 2016. And it was, I think, the most recent hazmat stag, I think. And that's one of my top three um, bourbons of all time. And this is like right on its heels. Right on its heels. And like, and that's saying that this is in my top 10 already. Uh, like of the hear. bourbons I've ever I'm had. Glad so, to hear that. Yeah, Brian, you do a good you do good work. So before I add a little ice, I'm going to take one more sip uh, before uh, contaminating this with because it's amazing as it is. But we'll see. Maybe it's maybe it's even uh, it's, it's beautiful. Something special. It really is. I think it's- or with water. Yeah. So I got my Kentucky limestone water <laughs> that I like to drop a few drops with. I don't think I got enough. There we go. All right. Let's see how this changes. And that's the thing also about hazmats is that they can change so much with a few drops. So I'll give it the old swirly poo. It's still not overwhelming alcohol vapor, which can sometimes happen when you add water. It can like get too vapory and like you want to cough on the nose, but this is really tame. I th- in, in terms of alcohol vapor, it's not in terms of flavor. Uh, it is potent with flavor. Mm. I think it brings out more of the, the fruit comes forward. Mm-hmm. The vanilla comes forward a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the fruit, the fruit really steps to the front. I get a, on this one, slight, not almond flavor, but almond nut. Uh, to the closing on the finish, the finish is um, still could last five minutes, probably even with some water in it. Incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, you know, there's, there's, I'm always grateful when a um, distiller or, you know, a company can send us some samples. And in this case, we're so grateful for a whole bottle. Um, but I'm going to, protect this bottle now <laughs> on my show. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. That's, oh, I mean, we goodness. really wanted to, I mean, the whole point of this was, 
you know, I, I think we, we always had a lot of people always ask, you mm-hmm. know, can we get, can we get the John Jay at cast strength? For sure. And uh, we said, yeah, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. And mm-hmm. we wanted to do it right. We wanted to show people that, you know, Hey, yeah, we can, we can come out with, we can come out with a contender, right. Mm-hmm. With one of those that a lot of people really covet and, and, and enjoy and yeah. don't get me wrong. We love doing the Abrahams all the time and yeah. doing different things, but they're very limited really too. Really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. We wanted to come out with like, Hey, this is a full-time release. Nice. This is something that we're going to do every year. That's great. So there's going to be a release every year of this. And, and you know, this is the, this is where we had to set the benchmark where we wanted it to be. And I thought, I thought this was a good benchmark to start with. That's great. Um, I just added a little ice. I don't know if you were able to get ice, but if not, I'll, I'll be the, uh, ice taster. Um, well, I, my, my ice is in a cup over here with a bunch of water. So oh, nice. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I can get a little chilled water in there. Have you ever tried it with ice though? That's the question. Uh, you know, I, I did the other day. I oh, actually, nice. so I was, I was, I was doing a little, uh, a little tasting of Abraham's and I mm-hmm. tasted I tasted the cast strength against our, uh, what was it? The release 18, uh-huh. um, which was a similar age. It was about a 12 year old, okay. um, cast strength, mm-hmm. uh, 146 proof. Wow. And I did mm-hmm. the side by side and, and, um, I actually preferred the cast strength. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I, you know, not very many people are going to be able to do the side by side on those, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was like, you know, Hey, what the heck? I'm going to pull this off the shelf and see what, see how they taste. Might as well. Uh, yeah. The other one's a little bit higher proof, 146 mm-hmm. proof versus 141. But yeah, I think the, I think the cast strength really holds its own. So no, for sure. No doubt about it. I think yeah. it's right in the sweet spot for us. You know, I think the other one was just a little more Oak mm-hmm. than, uh, than this. And it, it gets to the point where it, it doesn't, it's not as balanced. Is there, uh, uh, can you share the age of that 146er, the uh, A Bowman? I think that one was 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'll do it up there. Yeah. Um, really, for us, we're in the seven to the seven to 12 year range is really just kind of, in my opinion, the, the peak. I, th- I think uh, so with our, a lot of, of bourbons. Our, of our bourbons. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially especially when you're doing a cast strength too. Like I couldn't imagine Eagle Rare 17, for example, at cast strength. That would be probably overwhelming oak on that. You know what I mean? You know, so it it might be indeed. Um, on the nose with some ice, I am getting just pure sweetness, a fruity sweetness throughout. Uh, the the alcohol vapors are almost non-existent, which is awesome. Um, you know, like I, I can enjoy on the nose, some vapors, but, um, when the flavor just comes through instead of anything else, that's, that's the best. Mm. It's just real rewarding. Wow. Talk about bright, fruity, um, pears and apples, but, but specifically also pears. Uh, because they are different, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I, I would agree. Yeah, it definitely has a pair characteristic mm-hmm. to it, and uh, and just pure sweet. This and the finish, I have a feeling the finish won't last as long, but there is no bitter drop off, there's no stop to the finish. It's but it's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a neat fan when it comes to the three. Um, I think if I were to, hmm. 
I mean, the, the ice pour is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, neat. I would go neat water ice on this one in terms of my favorites. Um, I generally drink this one neat. Mm-hmm. That's just me. No, and that's that's usually, especially with bourbons, our our stance. But we always got to find out, you know. Like we uh, we were drinking uh, Redbreast um, uh, twelve cask, and I love it as it is, even at cask strength. It's excellent, ins- excellent whiskey. Mm-hmm. But with ice, it is at least worth trying. Um, and so that's why we always want to find out is like, is it better? Maybe. And, and some people would argue, especially red breast 12 cast, it might be better with ice, uh, but it's worth finding out, which we love. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the important thing is I think there's a lot of people that it's funny. Cause a lot of people will ask me, how do, how do I drink? Mm-hmm. It? And you know, it's, it's really, in my opinion, it's, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It's how you like it. Yeah. If you, if you like it with water, you like it with ice. If you, yeah. if you want to, dare I say, mix it with something. Ooh, not uh, this, not <laughs> this, <laughs> not this. Hopefully club soda. Not yeah. Anything, yeah. But, um, you know, if you do, that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm, for I sure. mean, that's, that's how you drink it. That's how you like it. That's how you yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you, know, you share like, with friends. Yeah. yeah it, what I like is, is not relevant when mm-hmm. it comes to your own personal taste. Oh, for sure. And even the notes you get, like every note you mention, I'm like, totally agree with that. But there's even like when people are like, I didn't get the baked or, or dried apple note. It's like, don't worry about it. Just enjoy it. Soak it in. Enjoy it with yeah. friends. I don't know. That's the best. Yeah. Well, and, and I tell, and when I, when I do tastings with people, I, mm-hmm. I say, you know, one of the things that you can, you know, if you taste fruit loops. Yeah. Good That's on you. Okay. You taste yeah. Fruit Loops, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't taste Fruit Loops, but yeah. they, you know, maybe it's fruity, fruity pebbles for me, but it's mm-hmm. Fruit Loops for you. Whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's what you taste. That's yeah. what you. You know, you're associating. You know, we're not adding apple flavor or mm-hmm. cherry flavor to this. Yeah. It's, those are the inherent qualities that you know we see in there, but we're yeah. not adding those. So. Yeah. Yeah, but and then I hope you enjoy those fruity pebbles when you do. You know, exactly. I hope, they, I hope yeah. you love fruity pebbles. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. So I'm gonna rate this, and and feel free to join in, Brian. I I know you have a bias in your rating, but well, um, I'm I'm obviously inherently biased on this. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> no, but it's a good product. I would be proud of this one. So I'll give you a hit. I'll give you a background on my rating system. If you go above a nine. It is amazing. And even what we call hubba to what, meaning like that surprised me, like hubba to what? And um, I would say this definitely broke both of those. I'm going to give this and and my highest rating ever, I want to say, Brian, is a 9.6, mostly because I don't want to say something's a 10 and then have to say something else is better than a 10 when I, when I outdo it. I'm going to give this a 9.4. Um, oh, ah, oh <laughs> 94 so oh. um i'll give you a hint at what my um or i'll tell you what my top three in that range were um or top yeah top four so um they're all very similar to this to be honest um it, it was uh e.h taylor seasoned wood and you'll see my my bias on a certain uh, uh company i guess um, and I hate to do it, but it, they, everything, everything Sazerac makes is amazing. Um, although I will say fireball is not 
my, down my alley of uh, when it comes to Sazerac. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's each Taylor season would George T. Stag 2016 um, and uh, Buffalo Trace. Uh, what is it? The single Oak project barrel 16 and then uh, Eagle rare 17, 2015. Uh, some of my favorite pours of all time uh, where they break 9.4. Um, this is phenomenal. I would say if I were to like, if I were to write a review on this one, I would start out with Holy smokes. This is a bus of flavor. Like, like you, uh, bus or, or, or that Coltrane you were talking about. It is. It just keeps going, and few, few whiskeys could ever do that. And I, I'm really grateful, Brian, one to have you on board for this episode, but two to be able to finish uh, three quarters of a bottle, probably right here uh, over hopefully the next year. But um, this is one of those how ones. Many, where you, how many samples your friends ask you for, right? Oh yeah, and that's well. <laughs> I that's the thing is like I was just about to say. I hope that. Um, people will be joining me for this one. Like I, I like I can send a sample to Robbie and that's cool. But when people come over and they want to try some of my best stuff, this made the list. This made the coveted don't share unless you're with the best friend who really likes bourbon list. And it's one of those ones where I might sip a sip a little bit here and there because I'm like, I need a treat today. Uh, but this is one like, and that's something to say. If I were to write my review on this whiskey, this is a hundred percent a bottle you want to save for your best friends. Um, so I am grateful, Brian. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that I made that list. Oh, that's, totally. that's the goal, right? No doubt. Yeah. And I mean that, um, any, any, uh, one, one to 10 review for you, Brian. Well, I mean, obviously if I, if I was just going to go one to 10 and, in, in, in one increments, mm-hmm. I would give it a 10, but obviously I, I think we can't necessarily do that. So I'll be <laughs> fair. I'll say that there's still room for improvement. I'll give it a 95 to a 96. So. I'm looking forward to batch two. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a little, there's a, there's a few things that I want to improve on it. So, so when, when do we expect, uh, when do you expect to bottle batch two? Uh, well, right now we're looking probably sometime next year. So okay, cool. we, uh, the, the biggest issue that we had, um, and actually limiting our release for this mm-hmm. first one was glass. Yeah. So supply chain just overall has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, glass labels, corks, you name it mm-hmm. has been really, it's been, a, it's been really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had our challenges this year as well. And mm-hmm. uh, that was really one of our biggest kind of a limiting factor. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to hopefully get a, enough, everything lined up and we'll, we'll come out with a, another release here. Probably it, it'll probably end up being next year, but, um, we want to, we will, we'll come out with a good sizable release. Next That's year, awesome. Sure. Are you so, going to, uh, I guess my question is when are you going to take the, or at least steel tank your batch two? Uh, well, that's, that's, that's not, de- not determined yet. I gotcha. That. No, that's cool. I still, I still have, I have an idea of what I want to put into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, some of them just aren't ready yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not quite at the that's point. Respectable. And, uh, so it's, you know, I, I start selecting barrels about now, you know, mm-hmm. after, after it's done, I'll, I'll take about a year to select through barrels mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, what's going to make the cut, what doesn't make the cut. Yeah. 
and then uh, when we when we start to get into the point, and then we'll start putting it together. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's not not ready yet. I still have I still have a couple of Abrahams in my back pocket. Oh, that's that. killer! Hey, we'll take <laughs> we'll take some Abrahams as long as. And the hard thing is, I live in Phoenix these days. Uh, one day I'll be back in Virginia, but I don't think you guys distribute to it's the Arizona difficult. area. Mm-hmm. difficult in Arizona. I yeah, think we're, sure. we're, we're working on it right now to get our core line out there in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 that was one of the kind of the, the farthest away kind of points that we're working on right now. Yeah. Um, we do have California. I know we have Washington, Oregon. Nice. But I think we still have that gap of, uh, Utah, Arizona. Um, I think we're starting to get in New Mexico. So nice. we're working. I know we're in Texas. Closing so in. <laughs> we're closing in on it. We're, we're yeah. going to get there eventually. No, um, it's, it's you know, worth it's, it. It's always our, it's always our goals to, to mm-hmm. hit as many states as we can. No, that's so. awesome. Um, before we get to anything of um, how to get even more uh, uh, options like Ace with Bowman, I wanted to do a quick uh what whiskey would you choose segment we're gonna skip whiskey world news for this week because one robbie's out and two maybe not as applicable in a interview episode um but my what whiskey would you choose this week is very simple uh it's two part actually there are two answers to this question i want to hear from brian um and the first question is what is your favorite a smith bowman product but i'm I'm also curious, and I and I have a feeling they might uh, co-align or, or whatever the word is. Um, what is your favorite product that you have had a hand in um, out of all the Ace with Bowman line? So far, I mean, one of my favorites has been the cast strength. It's, mm-hmm. it's great to do. But um, of the Abraham line, it would definitely be uh, the merlot uh tariga merlot nice um, i don't know if you've had that one not yet mm-hmm. but um, as a finish that was really really good uh, uh i'm a coffee fan too so i did mm-hmm. enjoy the coffee finish abraham i nice. thought that was kind of fun um but i, I you know i i also make a lot of great gins mm-hmm. and so those are those are my summer drinks i love yeah, it my vitamin g vitamin t in the totally. summer uh so those those have been fun so i know that's a that's kind of a lot there so no, I'll take um, it. If I if I had to go top two, I, I would say the, the you know the uh, Merlot, uh, Tur- Tariga, and the Cast Rank. They're the kind I love of it. Top two. Uh, so I'm far. gonna I'm gonna match you on that. Um, this this beat out uh, Sweet Sixteen for me, and we haven't done Sweet Sixteen on the podcast, but this is phenomenal. Um, and and I will back it up actually, Brian, uh, because. Uh, I don't think I've given above a 9.2 in probably a year. Uh, so that's something to to say. Yeah, you didn't make a 10 well, out of 10. Well, thank but, you. I appreciate yeah, it. This is, this is probably the best bourbon I've drank in the past at least six or six to nine months. Um, that's for sure. It is it is phenomenal. Um, but then my second, what we could choose um, is, so, so Ace with Bowman is owned, I believe, uh, it's it's family owned, but it's also uh, under Sazerac. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, and um, so I'm curious, what is your favorite non A Smith Bowman Sazerac product? Well, I mean, you know, obviously Harlan's doing some great stuff. Yeah. With BT. Mm-hmm. Danny's really been stepping up the game at 1792. Nice. I, I got to say, you know, I really appreciate the things that have been coming out of uh, you know 1792 lately. But I'll tell mm-hmm. you what. Maybe this will tell you what I was comparing 
the cast rank. We were talking about the cast rank the other day. I was actually comparing it to a Stag Junior. Nice. So I was drinking the tenth release Stag Junior. Oh, nice! Uh, last weekend, so that was that was one that I had, and I, and I, I you know, I do I do appreciate that one. Um, oh, I love it. That's, Would you remember the proof on that one? Uh, that's the 136, 137 range, Ooh, somewhere around there. That's such a good range for Stag Junior too. So yeah, that was that was a good bottle. I, I I had to. I was like, well, let's see where let's see where it stands. I love it. It was good. Yeah. No, I mean, if I were to answer the non Smith Bowman favorite Sazerac release, it would probably go to Season Wood, E.H. Taylor. But most of our listeners know that I'm a diehard Season Wood fan. E.H. Taylor's got, you know, there's that's a great line right there. Oh, for sure. But Um, I I almost think it has nothing on Smith Bowman or uh, Abraham Bowman sometimes because I think you guys are doing something really great there. But I want to say, I mean, with 20 plus releases of, Abraham, what do you? Uh, it must be two a year, right? Yeah. So our, our goal is to have two Abraham releases a year. Okay. And then we also do two. We try to get two experimental releases a year. So in other That's words, awesome. non bourbon or non whiskey. Oh, so, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've done uh, a rye a rye gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done, wow. We've done a uh, a Virginia rum. Love it. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, George Bowman. Right. No, well, the George. So we do the George Bowman run. Okay. Actually, that just that just got a ninety nine points in the chairman's trophy. I believe it. It's amazing for a thirty dollar rum. Yeah, so, totally. Um, but uh, we did a, a a rum that we produced here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did a, a Canaan coffee, uh, which it. was uh, basically a, a coffee flavored. Uh, we couldn't call it rum. PTV wouldn't let us call it a rum. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a lot, a lot of other fun things lined up as well. It's awesome. So it's just, you know, one of those things that we're just going to keep trying different things, um, different random stuff. I've got mm-hmm. some, you know, Hey, let's see if this will ferment and uh, let's That's see how awesome. this tastes. Right. Uh, that must be taste well. It doesn't so much fun. going to go out though. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's so cool. So I guess in, in conclusion, uh, we've we've covered the what whiskey would you choose? Any upcoming releases uh, that people should be aware of? Yeah, I mean, just keep an eye out. We hope to have mm-hmm. uh, in the next couple of months. We hope to have another Abraham and another experimental release coming out. That's awesome. So, do we yeah. have any hints on the Abraham? Oh uh, no, can't do that. Yet. That's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but I will say we're gonna maybe branch away from. You know, we're not gonna go in the same direction of cast strength. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that makes so sense. It'll, so totally. it'll be a little, a little bit different. I love it. I love it. Um, can you let our listeners know uh, where they can grab some uh, A. Smith Bowman products? Yeah, absolutely. So if you are in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, we can ship to you. So asmithbowman.com. Oh, really? Yeah, but outside of the state of Virginia, because mm-hmm. we're a control state, we can't ship. Yeah. So, but we can, we can ship all sorts of uh, fun tchotchke type items, you know, swag. Nice. You, know, I love you get your hat and t-shirt and stuff from there. Um, otherwise, yeah, just check your local liquor stores. Um, and if you're looking for a particular, you know, on-premise, off-premise, you can go to where where to buy mm-hmm. uh, on our webpage and, oh, great. Uh, and put in your zip code and it'll give you within, you know, 20 miles, 50 miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can see, hey, what products are there. So I love it. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, for my Arizona listeners, uh, they will be able to find Hopefully soon. I know you guys are working very hard to do that, and um, uh, and 
Yeah, I'm sure they're, I mean, I would imagine you're in most states by now. We're in most states. It's mm-hmm. just, it just so happens that yeah, New Mexico, Arizona is kind of mm-hmm. a, kind of the last of Utah is kind of the last to hold out. So we're yeah. surrounding the state of Arizona, mm-hmm. so California, Colorado, and, and Texas, but mm-hmm. we're, we're not quite there yet. Nah, it's so all good. We're in Nevada, so we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, my thing is I have been seeing a lot and I, I hate social media, um, in a way, but I also love it because of the community it builds for, um, you know, our, our podcast and the, and the listeners we have, it's been amazing. Um, but I've also been noticing on social media that, uh, A. Smith Bowman is becoming the hidden gem amongst collectors, not even talking about a Abraham Bowman line. Um, people are starting to realize that this Virginia distillery is making products that are worth collect, not collecting, worth drinking. Um, well, that's what that's what I hope. I mean, yeah. every day. That's I mean, I hope that you know the the work that uh, the team and I are doing here is appreciated, and that people want to go out and and they feel like they're going to get a great product. You know, that they can open up a bottle of John Jay and it's yeah. going to be delicious and mm-hmm. worth the money that they paid for it. That's I mean, that's the big, that's a big thing for us is that we want to surprise and delight. Yeah. That's, you know, part of our things that we want you to open it up and go, yeah, absolutely. That was worth, you know, pick up a Bowman Brothers, 30 bucks. That was worth 30 bucks. Yeah. Pick totally. up an Isaac. Oh yeah. That was worth 40 bucks. Pick mm-hmm. up a John Jay. That was worth 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal. We want, we want people to enjoy and and be able to drink it. You know, it's, I mean, it's, For sure. it's wonderful to see people collecting it as well, but I mean, we, we really make it so people can drink it every day. That's awesome. Yeah. Any other uh, things you want to mention to our listeners of uh, what about the distillery or anything like that? No, if you're, if you're ever out in Virginia, you're in mm-hmm. the Washington DC area, come out and see us. You know, that's, that's the big thing. It's, it's free. You get a great tour, free tasting, you can walk away with a t-shirt Can't and, lose. Uh, you know, Get to get to figure out uh, all the inside secrets of how to you know how we label our bottles, all that good stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate it so much, Brian. Uh, thanks. Yeah, not only for you know sharing such a bottle with me that I get to uh, hold close to my chest for a while until I finish it with friends. Um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, just repping A Smith Bowman. We really appreciate it. I hope our listeners uh, have had. A fun time. Uh, I know, yeah, like like Brian was saying, if you're ever in the Spotsylvania, Fredericksburg, D.C. area of Virginia, uh, check out A. Smith Bowman. I know they're doing an amazing thing. I'm a huge fan. And I'm not just saying that because we were fortunate enough to have Brian on the podcast. I hope uh, you check him out. Uh, if you're in a state that uh, distributes A. Smith Bowman, uh, at least, at least try their Isaac Bowman. Get on that John Jay train. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get an Abraham Bowman, snatch it up immediately. Uh, but Brian, I'm so grateful. And uh, I hope that our love of spirits for our listeners lifted theirs. 